Maria? Yes. Hi, how are you? I'm well, how are you? All right, how's Jackson? Jackson is doing well. And Zen? Zen is trying to get to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Papa's trying to put him to bed. <laughs> That's a good Papa. Yeah. How are you? How are the grandkids? Good. Uh, one of them will be visiting next week for the weekend. Nice. Round two. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so far, it's zero and two on my end. <laughs> <laughs> you got to prep the cat. Oh, that poor cat. It'll be... It'll be a month before she comes out from under the bed now. <laughs> oh, gosh. How's, how's your mother doing? She's good, thank you. Yeah? She's well. Yeah, she's well. She's dying to see us, dying to come home, you know. But she's doing well, thank God. Thank yeah, God. it's going to take, you know. Uh, all right, so, so I many introductions. Okay, Boise Pants. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. So, uh, welcome everyone to Our View Podcast. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by Perfect Piece of the Puzzle. The opinions on this podcast are solely the opinions of the co-hosts and not of Perfect Piece of the Puzzle, Citywide Council on Special Education, or of parent to parent of New York State. Uh, all my co-hosts are on, and so I will introduce uh, Maria Liriano, who it has a son uh, with autism. Uh, Gloria Corsino, she also has uh, two sons uh, with autism. Uh, Ellen McHugh, who has um, a son that is hearing impaired, and me, Trisha Bermudez, and my son has a rare chromosome deletion. The purpose of this podcast, it is to provide a relatable voice for parents of children with disabilities. Uh, it includes information and direct contact to persons at the DOE for support regarding special education or, and or related services in New York City. And uh, last but not least, we provide entertainment to the masses. Uh, tonight's episode is on teacher support. Um, we have had a, a lot of conversation uh, on how we are managing, struggling, trying to survive during pandemic and remote learning and teletherapy. Um, but we also have to think about gearing up to whatever it looks like going back into school buildings, whatever that might look like. And so we want to uh, advance these conversations and these thoughts and support our school teams because without our school teams there would be no education system so tonight's topic school staff framework 
what are our expectations for our school staff, which would be teachers, therapists, paraprofessionals, and the administration? Uh, Ellen, you have the floor first. Holy smoke. <laughs> I I think I think we expect a lot from them. I think we expect them to be kind and courteous, to educate our kids, to be accessible and to be present. I also think that we are expecting miracles. People can only be and do what they are and a lot of the teachers don't have any support. I don't care what anybody says from their other staff members. They're alone right now. They don't have an opportunity to share their ideas across platforms, I guess is the latest word. Um, I have nieces who are teachers who feel like they've been left out of the discussion about what would be appropriate for the children. The remote learning plan or remote lesson plan or remote IEP helped soothe some of their concerns because at least they felt that they were talking to parents. The other end of it is that we hear from a lot of parents that this is not working. And it's not working because teachers and parents aren't trying. It's not working for the most part, says me, because we don't know how to do it. And there's not a heck of a lot of resources for teachers. And if you're not able to be connected to a senior teacher, to a teacher with experience, to a teacher who's been there and done that, and you're a new teacher, you're kind of on your own. Um, this whole thing works both ways. It's a compact between families and staff. And then the, the last part of it is it's a compact between the teacher and the children. They want to see their teachers. The teachers want to see their kids. But we're so new at this that we're rushing off in, in 35 directions and we're not letting people with experience and knowledge nurture those individuals who don't have a not, who don't have a background in this kind of thing or nurture and, and teach people how to be even better than they are. And mothers and fathers are struggling. It's my contention that when they do marks, that the mothers and fathers and the teachers should come together and split the marks 50-50. You tell me what you did, I'll tell you what I see. Um, the other end of this is that families, parents have told us that this is the most contact they've had with their child's teacher ever because mm -hmm. some teacher takes the time, a half an hour a day, to talk to the parents, to give the parent the idea about what to do with different things, how to how to elicit a medial K or a final S, how to get how to do math, how to what would be a good program for a reading issue. I'm I'm very concerned about what's gonna happen in the summer and I hope that staff and families can come together and make some real recommendations to the DOE that the DOE will take 
at face value for its content and for its history. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Multitasking. Next up is Maria. Um, so what do we expect? What do I expect from teachers? Um, I, I think we should all expect um, from both sides, from parents and, and from teachers, you know, lots of open communication, a lot of communication. Um, it's the only way we're going to really get through this and figure this out together. Um, you know, I, I've been in communication with my son's school very often and, you know, they, and, and vice versa. And, um, I think it'll take communication, empathy, understanding, and number one is honesty. Like, tell me, you know, what the real deal here is with my son. I will tell you what, what I see here, what we really think is the best, uh, way to approach it and if you do not have the answers you know let's just be honest we don't have the answers and let's figure out together how to get the answers um but i think that that's really what it's going to take you know moving forward other than clearly um safety and you know and in terms of our the health of our children um yeah, just communication, empathy, understanding, and honesty from both sides of the aisle. Uh, Gloria. Sorry, I had to unmute myself. Um, you know, um, I think the struggle for me is, you know, my sons are older. Uh, and for my middle son, who is the one that's aging out, chronologically anyway, um, we were on our way to the next steps, which was picking a day have, and then the transition part. And, um, and though I'm very good at advocating it for someone else, when it's your own child, you kind of feel lost. Um, I think you appreciate the guidance so that you are not second guessing yourself, that you are sure that you made that right choice because they affirm that that's actually the broad step. That being said, um, you kind of feel like, I feel like I've been, I, I've had an, a limb amputated with no tourniquet. Um, so we're bleeding out here. Um, so it's not, and though I have constant communication with my teachers and with my related service providers, and even with my parent coordinator and my principal, um, it's still not enough to piece it together. There, um, these are not piece, uh, puzzle pieces, um, and, I, and that's no pun intended to perfect piece of the puzzle. Um, it just feels like a vase that was shattered on a porcelain floor, and there's not a piece that you can piece back together. Um, so it's it's overwhelming. Um, I don't know that we can recoup what we've lost, um, even if we get to a, what looks like brick and mortar. Oh mortar um and, and I, don't, I don't know how 
Gloria, you're breaking up. I guess we'll be teaching them um, as we start building because Oh, Gloria, breaking up. Come back to us. We're having some technical yeah. difficulties, uh, folks. Yeah, we just we just lost her. So uh I guess I will give give my thoughts and then when she when we get her back, uh she can finish her finish what she was saying, her thought. Um for me, uh, my expectations um better communication. Uh I feel like with with remote learning it's it's been a it's been a double edged sword so with remote learning you're now kind of the one the boots on the ground taking on the necessary active roles of all these people which is quite overwhelming um uh but in the same token it's realizing that uh Not necessarily you might have been asking or getting getting all the not even asking getting all the information that you need to really understand where your child is and the supports that are needed and what that looks like um because I know for me you know asking you know how can I support or what the you know what do I need to do at home Sure, the answers do not look like what is really uh, happening when I'm doing it now. So, I mean, it definitely gives a different perspective on expectations of of what they're doing in school. Um, some of it is is shocking and eye opening, and some of it is like like you you really want, and that that's who I am. I really want to help support the the teachers therapist administration as best as possible um so i expect a little bit more communication um and more of a team effort with parents um because i think it's been a strong divide um and it might not be on you know the school's end or necessarily the parents end because not everybody has the knowledge but I think there needs to be more of a team effort with parents and educating parents to exactly what um, this this system looks like, you know, because we're, we're not one against other. You're teaching my kid. And at the end of the day, that's pretty much what it is. And I, I, I respect that and I support that. But it's just um, it needs to also come back you know, be both ways. The respect needs to be two things. Um, so I'm, I'm happy and willing to support uh, my school staff as best as possible, but um, I need frank, clear communication um, and not a bunch of uh, like kind of yes ma'am answers. If that's good enough. Gloria, you're back. 
I think. So what am I back for? <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Okay. So yeah, we lost you at, uh, as you were going through the uh, technological uh, trades of not coming through clearly. So uh, wanted to give you a chance to finish your thought that you were saying while you were breaking up. Okay, so what was the last thing that you did here? So that way I know I don't repeat the whole thing. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't, Ellen. We did. <laughs> okay, so as I was saying, for me, the, the, this journey became rougher because my boys are aging out. They're, um, one is supposed to be leaving this year. The other one is leaving the following year. Um, and when you're transitioning, there is a process. Um, the exit plan is different than just transitioning to a different school. And we were in the process of selecting a day have and then going that whole gamut. We had done everything else. And all of a sudden the pandemic hit and that was the end of that. So it was as if, you know, I had a limb amputated with no tourniquet. So we're bleeding out here because we don't know where we're going. Um, I guess there, I'm expected to pick a day had through a virtual tour. And I'm like, you know, I would pick an apartment in Mars Jesus, virtually because I can't go see it, but I certainly am not going to pick a day have um, just by, you know, sight unseen. Um, we have, I think that we all agree when we know our children, we can walk into a setting and kind of know if it's going to work for them or not. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not doing that through a, a virtual tour. That just doesn't make any sense to me. I wouldn't buy a house through a virtual tour. Why would I pick a day half through a virtual tour? So that being said, I mean, when we go back to brick and mortar, if we ever go back to brick and mortar, I think that we are now the new architects of what school looks like. Um, it was it was educators and administration. And I think that because we have been handling the brunt of it, we are, I think we should be adamant that this looks like, and that, that it should be done with collaboration from the parents and with the insight of the parents, not simply what technology or whatever theory you learned in school. This is real life, you know? Mm -hmm. So they better get with it. That is right on time. Our next, our next, you know, the next question would be, how can we as parents help our schools in return? Demand it. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Ellen, on the, on the chopping book first. Well, the... I mean, helping the school would be probably, well, there's school leadership teams, there's district leadership teams, there's school PTAs and PAs. President's you know, council. As a, a, on a, there's President's Council, but a school leadership team uh, meets on a regular basis. They're meeting now, even virtually or online or however you want to describe it. Um, certainly contacting and reaching out to them, working with them, giving them ideas. I mean, not every idea is going to be accepted. We all know that. But giving them ideas and giving them some vision. For those of us who have children in schools that are devoted only to kids with IEPs, 
I would have to assume that most of the staff is well aware of what, you know, meeting the aims and goals are on IEPs. In a, a school that doesn't necessarily have a lot of kids with IEPs, it can be confusing for the staff, mm -hmm. especially if it's a junior high school or high school where kids are departmentalized, running from classroom to classroom to really take a comprehensive look at an IEP and a look at, at the whole kid. At this point now, I'm, my hope would be at this point now, the junior high school and high school teachers who are working through this um, pandemic, just like the rest of us, have been able to come together and, and talk to parents and talk to kids and talk to each other and say, ah, this might be a good step, that might be a good step. I think it's, I think it's very important for us as parents to be involved at the local level and bring, raise the question of a child with an IEP, raise the question of a child who's deaf, or raise the question of a child who's visually impaired, raise the question of a child who uses a wheelchair in your school or has uh, other issues that aren't easily addressed by remote learning. Not that anything is really easily addressed, but you know, I'm, my first reaction would be to start there. And of course, there are district leadership teams. You know, if, if if you're in a local district or if you're in District 75, it behooves us to know when they meet, where they meet. Well, now we know they meet online, but when they meet <laughs> and who's on the team. I mean, this is, a, in some ways, it's a golden opportunity to drive a truck through the barriers that have been set up by an artificial system. This is a system that functions it rumbles and stumbles and bumbles along, kind of like a, kind of like a uh, defensive end running down <clears throat> the field. It's not graceful. It may not be coordinated, but it's fast and it's steady. And we need to come. We need to be blockers to that and say, nope, we're not going to do it that way anymore. This is the new play. This is the new hail mary. This is the new. Um, Statue of Liberty play, whatever you want to call it, but this is an opportune moment. I know I sound like Pollyanna, but this is an opportune moment to look at a system that really does rumble, stumble, and bumble along and change it. Nothing is out there, so I know we're creating it as we go along, but, um, and I know I sound like Pollyanna, but I don't give a hoot. <laughs> We have an opening. I think we drive a truck through it. Yeah. Uh, Maria. I agree. I agree with Ellen. I agree. Um, uh, a lot of ways, you know, all of this, all of these virtual conferences have um, allowed for people to be a part of the conversation that wouldn't necessarily be a part of the conversation and you know, going going back to school. I mean, parents, even if even if you don't want to be part of a specific team in the school, just make yourself known. Speak to the principal. Let her know, you know, like or, or him, you know, let, let them know that you're here and um, 
you have a voice and you are you know get to know the other parents and I I just think it's it's good to walk into the building and people know who you are and know that you know when it comes to children with IEPs um, you know you're serious about your business and um, I think it's time it's uh, time to rise up Gloria no, Gloria already chopped in. She kicked off. Yeah, I, I, I did it. Forget you. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. What do I say? I mean, I said what? my I said my piece before. Oh, you didn't want to add to it for this uh, question. Um, you know, I I think that you know this is. I think for lack of a, uh, I'm with Ellen, you know, this is allowed um, parents and Maria who have gotten to join because it's remote. And in a sense, that's the benefit because you don't have to travel anywhere to show up to a meeting. Um, but if you're home and, and your kids are doing their work and you're able to, you know, pop on to CPAC, uh, listen in. You know, if you're able to pop in on your school leadership team, Pop in, listen, learn, you know, uh, because this is going to really educate you and it's going to shape how you advocate going forward. You have to know what who the players are, what the game plan is, so that when you do raise your hand to give an opinion, you... Uh, Ellen, are you drag racing? Yeah, right. <laughs> that's, the, that's the blessing of living in Brooklyn. There you go. There's no secrets in Brooklyn. <laughs> but, you know, it, it really has become, it's much more educational for parents than it has been, I think, from from what we have gotten and heard, that it has actually been much more educational for parents than it has been for kids. You know, so this is I, the know, opportunity I agree to, with you. to learn. Yeah. Right, Ellen? Because it, I think you're, you're right. learning I mean, as you go along, as you're watching. Yeah. No. And, and so also, parents, you know, if you're, if you're home, do it, right? Ellen, learn. Yeah. Learn. learn. Go oh. Go for it. No, go ahead. As strange as it, it. it is, right? Yeah. Find out when your local community education council is meeting. You. That's the, like pulling feet. The, Yep, when they meet. Well, yeah. You mean 27? You're in 27, right, Trisha? I am, like, in 27. There's got to be something up on either the DOE website or the district website. I'll have to go digging again. Call the superintendent and introduce yourself. I am Trisha Bermudez. I am CEO of Perfect Piece of the Puzzle, and I have a podcast on Sunday nights. I'd really like to spend some time chatting with you about the future of education. Yeah, I mean, there's a long list of people I would like to chat with, but, uh, you know, I know that I have that um, platform to be able to do that. What does that look like for other parents that don't necessarily know 
or you know are aware of routes or ways to go um we put it up on your webpage that is true so right we, we will be updating the website with all this data good people uh of who to contact and how to jump on um for, the for, who's who, right? The, right. The who's who of, of what district, as well as contact information, um, CEC information, CCSC information. Well, actually, CCSC information is on my website. You go, girl. It's been up there from the very beginning. Uh, what else is on there? Include NYC's information is on there, which is another fabulous organization that supports parents. Yep. Also spearhead the uh, training for parent members. Um, but uh, for schools returns, um, my hope is that we can all come together and work as a in, in a team effort, uh, uh, trying to to put this all together because I I mean, you know, from the very beginning, parent voice has been left out of this, which is sad. It's like okay, like come on, didn't if parents didn't have the kids, the kids wouldn't be in the schools. <laughs> Might as well include them in in the conversation. Um, not to say that you should shovel it down. To make them do it, but there's, I think there's much more parents that want to um, participate, lend a hand, you know, to schools than than I think uh, many schools realize. Um, just because there's more probably parents out there that are vocal and come to the school and you know, kind of stalk administrators and make their faces known, there's also other parents that are not as boisterous um, that probably would want to participate, but um, don't necessarily, uh, might not feel so inclined to to make that first step. Might be shy. Well, well, but yeah, but it's also the fact that this is a huge system and it's not an inviting system. So, you know, when you have these huge monoliths that are broken down, I mean, there's 1,800 schools. There's 1.1 million kids. When you break this all down, how are you going? It's hard to comprehend it. And heaven help you if there's a second language involved yeah. in it because people might as well be talking Latin. Very you know, so at the end of the day, though, I think while it's very hard to offer solutions and it's way too easy to sit and complain, we have an optimum moment to yes. uh, drive a truck through that wall. <laughs> yes, I shouldn't be yes, encouraging yeah. truck driving. Good God. But <laughs> oh, at, the, at the same time, here we are. Looking and enjoying, making comments about how we've seen positive things come out of this, as, as well as struggling with how our how our kids are learning, or maybe not learning. 
Hey, Trisha. Yes, ma'am. I was wondering if maybe we could reach out to include NYC, and I'll give you the person's name that I'd love to see if we could invite to kind of speak to um, how parents can better prepare while maybe what they're doing remote. Um, there may be webinars that they can take about parent member training, um, or, or they can at least clarify that or give the schedule of when they're scheduled to start doing those, um, even if it's, you know, like live um, stream, because it, it allows parents to know what angles, um, what they, what ammunition they can, they can learn so that they can actually be better prepared going forward as far as IEP meetings, um, you know, language that's important when you're advocating. Um, we can do that here, but I think since there's such a good resource, you know, as is parent to parent, um, since we already have Ellen on here, you know, maybe at least have uh, what Include NYC shows as a perspective, a different perspective of what they may offer, but parents can actually hear it from them what they plan on doing, how, what they recommend for parents to do while they're preparing, you know, before they go back to brick and mortar. And this is the perfect time for parents to educate themselves, right, Ellen? Yeah. Trisha, you had a, it's a good, a good idea. Trisha, you had a, a, a poll or a survey on the website. Have people responded to it and given you some ideas? And so I I have a, the survey for teachers. Um, as of right now, there haven't been any responses to to that. Um, but that's that'll be continuous because I feel like because um, the whole purpose of the teacher survey is really to find out what teachers need, um, mm -hmm. what schools need, and in the event because where it's it's so many things going on right now. We're also in pandemic and a lot of parents have lost their jobs. And to think about the school list of supplies would probably be oh. a little bit overwhelming. So my initiative, a part of that survey to find out what teachers need from parents in terms of, I guess, emotional mm. or, or support in that way um, is to also find out what teachers need in supplies and and hopefully I can seclude some sponsorship to provide those supplies to the to the schools in most needs if that makes sense um, so what perfect piece of the puzzle <clears throat> we'll be doing is collecting the data of the amount of supplies that students that teachers will need hmm. to return um, if that's Lysol wipes, if that's hand sanitizer, masks, gloves, whatever that looks like, to, you know, as a start to the brick and mortar return type thing, um, we want to be able to uh, to supply that to schools that are in grave need um, to at least alleviate the pressure also from parents um, that have been out of work and might not financially be able to do such. Um, so that's that's part of the school team survey. We also want to hear from teachers and their thoughts and opinions on how 
to go forward. Um, I think the communication has to be between the teachers and the parents and that there's, there's been a disconnect. So let's put it together. Um, but we had a survey for parents. <clears throat> there were uh, 24 responses and at least 50% of the responses had a uh, at least two children in the household. And it's a plethora of districts. <clears throat> I like that word. <laughs> uh, 75% of the responses had, well, t well, okay. There were, the majority of the service, services provided fell between um, occupational therapy and speech therapy, both receiving 75% each responses. Um, surprisingly, there was counseling at 62.5, which is like the third highest. Um, and uh, we had some fill-ins, uh, so we can go through that um, on another quite you know, more detailed episode, but I was, <laughs> one of the questions was through remote learning, has there been a change? And 87.5% said yes. And the follow-up wow. to that was, has it been, and the answer would have been negative or positive, and 62.5% said it was negative. So, uh, <laughs> And, it, and I mean, people are still filling out the questionnaire and sending in their responses and details and how some of them are saddening to read and, and traumatizing to read and to see that, that parents, I mean, it hurts. It really hurts. I mean, I've read pretty much all of them and has left me next to tears. So, um... We definitely want to hear more from parents and how that, um, how their struggles are. Uh, but quickly, we have comments and questions. So this is a comment from Facebook where it's uh, from Florence. She says, so where is the formal plan from the DOE on re-entry <laughs> into the schools? Does it only... <laughs> Does it only get provided when parents demand it? <laughs> We've been demanding it and we don't know. <laughs> there you go, Florence. There you go, Florence. <laughs> I don't know if it helps, Florence. But, you know, you have to keep asking the question because if nobody or if the, the noise from the question dies down, you know, you kind of give per permission to people to say, oops, I forgot, but I do know. And it's only by word of mouth or reading some of the blogs that they are in touch with school staff. I don't think that they have reached out to us as much as they should, because God help us. Some of us are smart enough, bright enough, articulate enough, and even interested enough to give them some good ideas. This is not a system. Systems don't come to their consumers and say, how can we change? Systems come to their consumers and say, what do you mean we're not doing a good job? How long did it take the American? 
How long did it take the American automobile, automobile industry to realize that people wanted gas-saving cars or cars that weren't polluting the air? It took 20 years. I think right now we have a magic moment to say to a large, cumbersome system, wake up. Uh, Florence had another a follow-up. <laughs> where she asked, where is the outreach from teachers to parents for input? Why is it that, why is that acceptable that there is this uh, gaping black hole? Where is the accountability? <laughs> to my mind, to my mind, teachers reach out to parents every, every time they say, what can I do to help? but to garner the information from the staff on the ground, from the people in the front line, is not something a large system does willingly. You have to force it. You have to find every nook and cranny and seep under the, under the breaks in the wall. Uh, I don't know, leaking through the ceiling. Staff is just as confused about where we're going as we are. And mm -hmm. you know what? Two confused armies could really wreck another one. I, I mean, ask the staff is not privy to or in on this planning. Leaders are. And unless yeah. we get to the leaders, the principal, the AP, the district people, the, the citywide people, the chancellor, mm -hmm. We're all going to be wandering around saying, "What's the plan, man? What's the plan?" Yeah, I, I mean that—that's fitting to say that because it was just announced that summer school is on for our kids. Woohoo! But there's a big but. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's left over to the it? schools <laughs> to, to figure exactly. out a plan if they want to do it. But so. There was that. Yes. So it's where we got summer school for our kids, you know, meaning uh, kids, children with IEPs that um, have extended school year, chapter 683, 12-month um, program. We got it, but now it's now left up to the schools to come up with that strategy of... of of bringing our kids back in. I don't know. Yeah. This mm. I feel well, shafted. I, Tickled, yeah, but I, not. <laughs> what you say? I said, Tickled, she, she but feels not shafted. shafted. I feel shafted. <laughs> oh my God, shafted. she's too funny. You know, my boyfriend puts out this executive order and then bam, you know. Excuse me, for clarification you know, purposes, he, uh, Trisha's boyfriend is Governor Cuomo. Yes. Because he's the only one that recently put out an executive order. You know, I don't know of anybody else putting out any orders recently besides Trump. And they're not in favor of our children. No. Hi, boyfriend. How are you? See you at 11 tomorrow. <laughs> She's always watching him. I am. I think it's. You know, I don't want to say I'm a groupie, but hmm, I no. you're a devoted watcher. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Well, listen, 
this is this is really like he has pretty much all the control of how we're sticking and moving for next steps. So I mean, if he's it, then I'm gonna tune in and watch until you know. Till the cows mm-hmm. did you did you see where he signed the executive order to begin one one to one or face to face special education services? Mm-hmm. It's very interesting to me because James Otto or Odo, I never pronounce his name correctly, who's the borough president from uh, Staten Island, has been pushing to use the rec centers as a place to deliver speech and language, OTPT, counseling, whatever, mm-hmm. to individuals with disabilities. And the people who came to James Otto or Odo <laughs> with that idea were families. Yeah. And when you look at the, I mean, it happens to be a, a, a con, you know, a, a, a contiguous and uh, isolated borough, but there's only two rec centers on the island, and they're getting some kids, but, you know, less than 50%, from what I've heard, of the kids that could be accommodated there are actually going in. So there's obviously space. There's obviously so, you know, a time. I have a question since we're talking out loud. Um, you know, the same way um, my son works in a rehab. And um, in order to allow families to stay connected to their, their their family member who was a resident or at least a resident temporarily, um, they built a, a visiting station. And they actually had this, like, tent and you visit the family, like, and, and the, the family members brought to a room where that tent is connected to, and they at least are able to talk. You know, there is you a mean partition. An adult and residence? An adult, yeah, adult rehab center. Um, okay. Or like people who have had strokes and stuff like that. But I thought if they can do that, um, I think we can learn to be as creative where, look, for for those of us who can drive our kids to the school to get those services so that they stay connected. And maybe there's a, a, you know, they have the shields now whenever you go to the grocery store so that you're not talking directly at, and there's like that plastic partition. Um, I think that we can probably learn, we can have them do the same thing where it's like a big partition. At least the student sees that person in front of them. You know, and maybe we could do it in shifts, like with they can have someone come in from like seven to twelve, like you know, like have the first set of kids or seven to eleven, and then have the other kids come in from twelve to three thirty. You know, um, like community let's based. be creative. Yes, when, remember exactly. community based. You only go for three hours, so the kids are in school exactly. for three hours. Exactly. You know. And I think it gives the kids an incentive to at least feel as if they have something, you know, and maybe that's an idea, you know, to support Otto with and, and, you know, and then kind of have our borough president in the Bronx, you know, kind of suggest that as well and reach out to the governor and, you know, and have Gail Brewer reach out to the governor and then Eric, no, uh, Eric Adams, you know, let's, you know, let's have these people push the same thing. You know, we're all out of New York City. What is so wrong with us being unified and going to our P- our legislators to push this? 
Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. I think it would be great proactive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. Paulette wrote in and said, parents are frustrated with everything going on in the world and starving for a platform. Parents who never got involved in parent... Oh, sorry. Uh, Parent engagement before are getting organized and showing up at forums and hearings and town halls. She also said you can look at donor's choice and see that see what teachers in your district is asking for. Uh, I see a lot of campaigns for ink, printers, and paper. Uh, states there's a group appointed by the mayor uh, working on a plan. They state, uh, I suggest you reach out to your council members. Um, so me, D, my council member is running for borough president and has uh, a platform to, <laughs> to um, he's working uh, with, uh, oh my gosh, what is he? He's the chairperson for, uh, what's, you know, what's going on right now. So he's kind of public safety. Here we go. There it is. So he's quite busy. Um, working yeah, because there's so much activity in the schools right now, right? <laughs> he's quite busy with that. Um, okay. So, yeah, there's that. <laughs> Anybody else's council members are active? And one woman here. I think. I think Justin Brannon has something been has very active. Happened. Um, you know, Tuesday night, Mark Traeger, who is the chairperson of the Education Council for the City Council, is having a virtual online, whatever you want to call it, town hall about open. Opening up, you can go on his webpage. It's Mark Traeger, T R E Y G E R, or you can go on the city council webpage and it'll give you some information. And Trisha will have it on, on Perfect Piece of the Puzzles. Uh, yes, we are going to webpage. post it on the webpage. Um, yeah, I think. And tomorrow night, the DOE is sponsoring a a town hall on admissions hey. policies. That's on their webpage too. And people people can dial in. <laughs> yeah, I think also part of the problem is there's so many. Uh, yeah. So many uh, conferences, meetings. Who's doing the dishes? Sorry, that was the ice maker and it wasn't me. It's some of the people that live here. I apologize, guys. You know, you should kick them out. You I, know, I'm, I'm certainly rehome re them. <laughs> rehome them. them okay. Y'all gotta go, you gotta go, you gotta go to another home. Then send them somewhere somewhere else. Tell them you are talking on a podcast, people. Exactly. I tell you. No respect. Uh, no, I was saying. Uh, I think what the and and I've I've noticed this 
on my end is that there's so many, you know, meetings happening and keeping track of them is becoming a problem. Like you're on one and you're trying to jump off to go to another or like a, a few of them are happening at the same time and you're trying to catch catch all of them. Um, it's, it's, I think it's getting hard to keep them straight. Uh, and I try to keep up and I try to share and I try to, you know, bring bring awareness to it but i think there's just so many going on right now that people are now getting bogged down by what to attend and what what can drop off the agenda hi miss d from brooklyn miss d are you a teacher curious um ah miss d would you like to call in and give your your thoughts we want to hear from a teacher. It'd be great to give at least give some insight to what we've said. If you're We've got like a few more minutes if you want to call in Miss D. Um how about this for next week? If there's anybody who couldn't call in tonight and wants to call in next week. We could set them up. Yeah, we could, I mean, we could definitely continue this conversation um, because I think it's important that teachers get get a voice also um, and get to share their, their input um, on how parents can best support them and also for them to hear how best um, they can support us. Because I think uh, a part of that is us not being fully informed on their wants and needs in a raw state, no judgment from anybody. Um, give us the real. That's what we want to hear. We want to hear the real. Don't give us the sugar-coated, political, you know, grammarly edited, you know, writer version. I want the raw. Give us the raw. Give us the real. And then we can move on from that. Um, I'm good with that. I think the more we hear from the folks that are dialing in, the better we are. Yes. Yes, exactly. yes, yes. So that'll be Especially that'll be since it. as funny as I am and brilliant, I'm boring. <laughs> <laughs> we all, are, all each are a little spicy. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't think any of us are boring. Uh, but next week's episode will be solely dedicated to our our school our school teams. How about that? How about that? Great. So everybody can call in. I like that. Call in our school teams. Hey, if anybody knows anybody uh, at uh, the mayor's office, that'd be nice. <laughs> Nice you haven't call. seen the letters. You haven't seen the letters going around. I don't know anybody's working at the mayor's office willingly anymore. God help this poor man. You know, yeah, we want to get the tea. Give us the tea. Give us the real. You know, uncut, unedited. I mean, clean version. That is. But we want to hear oh, yeah. the real. We want to hear the real. Um you know, 
right now we're in a climate of having those uncomfortable conversations. And I think with our schools, we need to have those uncomfortable conversations on both sides. Parents, parents to teachers, teachers to parents. I want to hear, hear that. Um, uh, I think so, that would be a great idea. Let's, let's share that. Uh, uh, hey, talk to our teachers. And I'm going to talk to yeah. my people, my, my posse. <laughs> let's all talk to our teachers and let them know they can, they can share this, this platform. It's an hour, but they can definitely share this platform with us um, in the conversation. There will be no strict agenda. Um, so let's, let's kind of end it like how we like to with our good note. Happy notes, exciting notes. Uh, one last comment. Uh, somebody wrote, hi all, can we, we have a talk about school infrastructure and creating compliance measure for students before entry? Yes. Um, Carolyn, I hope I didn't butcher that. Yes, we can conversation. It definitely would be a part of the conversation for next week. That's what we want to hear from the teachers. We want to hear about, you know, creating some type of measures uh, moving forward. Because, I mean, listen, teachers are on the front lines. They need to have some kind of input into to what happens. Um, so uh, let's start it off. Uh, Maria, if you're still yes. there. I'm here. Maybe yeah. um, what's your what's your good note for the for the last for the week? week? Well, first off, I just wanted to say that uh, in regards to the Did summer I lose school, my whole team. What's going on? Hello, Ellen. Can you hear me? What? What? What's the matter? What's I think? <laughs> what's you uh, a think? good? Your aha uh, or happy or? Well, you're fifty plus. The important part. A good thing that happened this week? Yeah, good, exciting, interesting, fun. Well, interesting and fun, maybe. There's a joint not too far from where I live that was uh, serving liquor outside. Myself and my cousin took a stroll around the corner and uh, had, a, had two glasses of wine outside. And uh, actually watched people talk to each other. It may have been from a distance. I mean, but at least they were talking to each other. Some, you know, kind of relieved to see that they weren't the only people. And it, it was uh, it was definitely a break in the routine. Oh, that sounds like fun. I miss outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you missed outside. You're a mess. I, I, miss, I miss outside. She sees it from the window. <laughs> I know we all do. It's like there a foreign you country. You know, it I'm is, not, you know, not going to, you know, you open up. I'm not going to do anything extreme. I, You know, I just want to go and just enjoy, you know, the outside a little bit. You know, you get to appreciate some things when they get taken away from you. <laughs> Yes, you do. Oh my God, you're not kidding. Uh, 
Gloria, what's your good, funny, uh-huh? Well, I actually put on jeans for the first time in a couple of weeks, and they actually still fit. With zippers? So With zippers. Oh, my and God. Buttons. So that oh means my God. I haven't gained as much weight as I thought I did. Because oh. leggings can be deceiving. But jeans will tell you. I'm impressed. I, I, as does I. <laughs> good, for, good for you. Yeah. Come on, Mar Come on, Maria. Is that baby walking yet? Oh, Maria has uh, exited the building. Oh. What happened? I guess oh, um, the no, baby is might. demanding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she says she was. We didn't hear her. I'm like, yeah. Um. But then to bed. Okay. Um, so I guess it'll be me to end this off. Oh, uh, last last week. I don't know. I, uh, I you know, you know my my. Wait, you got to sleep in last week. Remember? I did. Trisha, you got to sleep week? in. It was last weekend. <laughs> you got to sleep in. Remember till ten o'clock. So, it felt so long ago. <laughs> I can't remember what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. Oh my god! I've got all this laundry to fold up. It's just a mess. I can't even. I can't. The only upside I'm looking forward to is the possibility of um my son's uh, godmother taking him for days. Nice. So that I can actually like clean my house properly. <laughs> Which how is that exciting? And maybe maybe go outside, like you know, mask it up and you know drive to where there's a city bike and just ride it for a little bit. Being that you can't even buy a bike online these days. So No, you can't. I might, I might enjoy the outdoors next week and if it's possible. But I look forward to next week's podcast. I really look forward to hearing from teachers um, um, and hearing their voices because I, I think between parent voice being muffled, teachers' voices are being muffled. Um, and, you know, I just gonna, wanted to throw a monkey wrench. A few of my teacher peeps Trisha. see what they got to say. Uh, I just want to say, maybe like any, good any good things, this show must come to an end. Thank you, listeners, for listening, commenting, sharing. Thank you, my awesome co-hosts, for always showing up and showing out with all out. the detailed information. I appreciate you guys maybe so much. Too much. Um, <laughs> To people on Facebook, thank you so much for tuning in. Co-host, say goodnight. Good night. Good night, co-host. Good night, co-host. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>